Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur Show. I'm Justin Bazaro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs, and you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. So with that being said, I have back with us from Keto Brains, Molly and Kyle. How are you guys doing today? Good. Thank you. Thank you for having us back. Great. Thank you. Yep. Always fun. And I know like we, this, when the three of us get together, things get kind of crazy. And like, if you knew the journey we were on before we even got on this podcast, we probably should have recorded that. And, (laughs) but I want to talk to you guys. We had a lot of questions come in about keto. We had a lot of questions come in about your product and what it does and the athletic results, as well as like the overall lifestyle results. So I want to anchor that because I think what we talked about before we got on the podcast, just so everyone knows in the audience, there's a greater topic there that we're going to tie back to this and that we kind of already prepped up. But I want you guys to sort of tell the story from the point of what are you guys trying to accomplish? Uh, what's the goal with the product? And then obviously the health benefits and, and some of the stuff you've seen from as athletes that have helped you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, keto brains as a product is aiming to aiming to bring about for any individual who decides to try it a state of calm focus there are a number of products on the market that can get you kind of amped up jacked up jittery um in a in a hyper adrenaline state or crazy calm or or products that uh, conversely will super chill you out oh you mean like pre-workout like so yeah, pre-workouts that are just full yeah. of uh, synephrine or uh, caffeine. And, and there's a time and a place for that. But even with a pre-workout, you you need cognitive function and focus, not just for difficult cognitive work, but also to focus on the movement at hand. Whether you're brand new to... Um, an an athletic endeavor or a new lift or you're seasoned, you're always trying to get better and you need focus. So with, with keto brains, which is, can be used as a pre-workout, it can just be used as a nootropic, which we will get into. I was looking for a set of ingredients that we had had a lot of experience with using individually and also a lot of experience with um, using in combination that would bring about a state of calm focus, but also nourish the brain. So Keto Brains is a suite of ingredients that is looking to give you an acute, you're gonna feel it the first time you use it effect, but also be a suite of ingredients that is uh, protecting and nourishing and building your brain for the long term. So with regards to the nootropics, well, let's nootropic. Let's define nootropic. So a nootropic is, um, the word nootropic is coming from the uh, Greek for mind turning. So in, imagine a drug or a supplement that has the ability to turn an already properly, wonderfully functioning brain into an even better functioning brain. So a nootropic substance is one that can be used if you feel you're having brain fog or cognitive function issues, or a nootropic can be used if you're like, I, I feel great. I don't think I need anything. You can still, and many of us do because our lives are very full, 
add additional practices and substances to bring cognitive function to an even greater place. So uh, nootropics are mind-turning substances that are helping to make a brain that's already good even better. And um, these can, these are, they're drugs and supplements. And I'm going to anchor this just to help you guys before Kyle jumps in here. And I'm going to anchor it in this way because this is what it's like, I would say, being that I, I don't drink anymore, but I have drink and I probably had like 30, 40 some drinks, maybe in my thirties, but, um, you know, not very many. And, but it's like, if you've ever had your, like, it'd be like, you've seen your friend who's sober and then you see your friend who's had a six pack, you know, and, and the cognitive function, the difference there is like the sober person is the difference between that's the person on keto brains and the person that's drunk is now the normal person because that's the difference in the cognitive function that we're talking about, okay? And just, I really want you to think about that because, you know, we start having more than two or two beers most likely, well, any amount, and we start going back to the Stone Age a little bit where like we go back to our ape ancestry. And that's like what we're talking about here. It's what alcohol does to numb the mind, we're talking about the opposite effect with a keto brain. It's doing the opposite direction of the brain. It's like the scale is swinging the other direction just to give everyone perspective. So you're adding Think of it that way. Like you're, you know, between being in the state of ketosis, increasing ketones and adding this perfect suite of nootropics it, it literally feels like you have access to a gear that you didn't even know existed. It's, it's optimal functioning, then some, is, is what we're aiming for. Yeah, and bringing the, the keto part to the nootropic part for keto brains, it's... You can, you can think of ketones. I, I often think of ketones in and of themselves as a nootropic substance because of the powerful effect they have on the brain. The brain loves ketones. The brain requires less oxygen when running on ketones. It's a clearer, cleaner, faster, more efficient brain just with getting ketones on board alone before layering on top of that, this little wonderful nootropic stack. And sometimes we say we use just kind of quickly the word better, but usually we're talking about optimization. Yeah. So the keto part really anchors the self-optimization for the long-term management of increased performance, how you feel, uh, exertion. So it's meant to be something that you add in and can rely on and lean on when you're about to go into an intense bout of either exercise, focus study, uh, analysis data, anywhere, anything where you want to be super focused and effective for a relatively you know, yeah. short and we'll period of time, and we'll dive into um, each of those ingredients simply because, you know, a, a nootropic speaks to effects on cognitive function. But as a for instance, alpha GPC has studies behind it whereby they've seen a forty-four percent increase over baseline on growth hormone at um, a three hundred milligram dose of alpha GPC. Uh, sorry, that's a six hundred milligram dose of alpha GPC. We have strength plate studies on the ability to produce force uh, coming from the alpha GPC. So alpha GPC is one of our, 
one of my favorite uh, ingredients in keto grains. I love them all. But alpha GPC, alpha GPC is a highly absorbable form of choline. It's alpha glycerophosphocholine. It very readily crosses the blood brain barrier where the brain is then able to make a high acetylcholine. Acetylcholine is known as the molecule of focus, and it's dictating the speed of neurotransmission. And when we speak of neurotransmission, we're not just speaking of the brain. The, the nervous system is the entire body. So when you're thinking in terms of physical activity and adding alpha-GPC to exercise, we're talking about um, quicker plyometric movements. We're talking about the ability to produce force faster. Um, it's this having enough acetylcholine on board has an incredibly positive impact on both the brain and the body. Um, our L-theanine, another ingredient in our product, we've got a full 250 milligrams of this wonderful molecule per scoop in keto grains. L-theanine crosses the blood-brain barrier to help make more GABA and to bring about a, 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 greater, um, a greater amount of alpha brain waves. And alpha brain waves are brain waves that occur when you are doing something that you are uh, enjoying and focused on, whether it's like playing the flute or singing a song or running a marathon, whatever your jam is, where you're just in flow. Is that, are those the brain waves that are associated mostly with flow, quote unquote flow state? So the tricky thing, like flow state, actual neuroscientists hate that because it doesn't right, really. It's super they can't measure it. Flow state apparently doesn't really exist. Yeah. But when I personally think of flow state, it's to me akin to that alpha brainwave state where you find your rhythm on a long run or you find your rhythm doing wall walls. It feels like the flywheel has been sufficiently right. activated. Yeah, I want to I want to chime in on this, actually, because um, the. Um, I agree, like flow state, like they can't, because the scientists can't prove it, it doesn't exist. Like the energy that exists between all of us, that attaches all of us together to everything in the universe, no one can prove it, so it doesn't exist. It might be carbon, but we'll just leave that alone for right now. But it's like, <laughs> but yeah. it's like, um, the, um, the thing that I'm talking about is, well, that's one, it's like the energy, but... I think there is like it the problem is it's not measurable because the chemicals in the body align in such a perfection and this is true for me like I know this for myself and I don't know how to explain it but I'm going to say it that I'm my own guinea pig and it's weird because a flow state is where everything is actually in such a state about no shit they can't detect it that's just my opinion that's just my opinion but that's just like where I'm like when I'm in a flow state whether I'm running or I'm working out like everything is in perfect unison we're in perfect momentum everything's in perfect stride so you're not going to be able to protect it that's the human body in its most perfect form in well, my I opinion love, yeah no I love what you just said because it really is I, like I think of it in terms of like dialing in my neurotransmitter state and you are correct in that that's not, we wouldn't just be measuring neurotransmitters. We'd be measuring hormones. We'd be measuring blood pressure, resting heart rate. Like that, I think flow state is such an all encompassing yeah. thing that you'd have to have thousands of metrics to say, Oh, that person, they, they just found it. They just flow state. Flow state. And everyone it, expects it to be a heightened state. And it's true 
but it's where everything is perfectly balanced in the human body, which is the perfect height. It's not like necessarily everything's exaggerated or in an anxiety producing mode or in a fight mode. It's this perfect balance. It's like, I don't even know how to describe it to you. It's like when I'm running, I'm floating on fucking air and nothing can stop me. And like, I'm moving at a pace that is seriously fucking crushing everyone around me, but I don't even know it because really I'm in a flow state that was created by putting distance between myself and using my mental abilities and mental toughness to do it. But it weirdly puts us all in that space, especially when we get ketosis in there and we get our brains aligned and we get our bodies, you know, fasting a little bit here and there to just do the things that are necessary. And like, I'm not a huge faster by any means. I love food, but like I do get it because of putting us into that state. Sorry, I interrupted you guys, but I just feel like that's like weirdly when I'm in that state, it's almost like my heart rate even though I'm running really, really, really fast in this case, or I'm doing this CrossFit workout that's like cr- should be crushing my heart rate, even my heart rate is weirdly calm. It, it's not where it would be blasting out of my chest like normally. It's like weirdly like somewhere around 120, 110 beats. Like it's just, in the, I'm at a very heightened state, but my body is in a very calm presence. It's so weird because yeah. it feels almost passive. It's like you, yeah. you're up and you're getting into this state and once you're there and you feel it and you know and you can tell by all the signals that your body's generating that you're gunning and you're going and you're pushing harder than you typically do and you're just you're either maintaining it and or increasing whatever you're doing and it just feels not even better it's just like you accelerate and increase your performance and that's your steady pace almost acceleration becomes the steady race i don't know how to explain it it's crazy nope it makes sense well, and it is that, right? It's that weird discipline of working out every day, of you know, taking keto brains every day, of doing the things that are, are the disciplines and the consistency that are starting to round out that balance. And so it's interesting to me because I always find that we test for things. We look for anomalies, okay? Like we're testing for anomalies all the time and differences. Well, Instead of saying what puts us into the perfect state, where is that where our bodies are in balance, where we don't need pharmaceuticals, where yes. we don't need, you know, alcohol to make ourselves feel better in that temporary state? Because that's what it is, guys. It's instant gratification for long-term damage. And it's like, so there's things like that versus what about the gratification that we're, we're, we're getting from long-term results like this and flow state? And I agree, it probably can't be proven anyone but I know from playing soccer all of a sudden there's these moments that happen and I wish I would have known these skills when I played soccer a little bit better to harness these and trigger them but like all of a sudden everything slows down in the game and you're just dominating you're like you're like the best player in the game by far in that moment it doesn't happen every game because you haven't learned how to harness it yet in my case but there'd be these moments where I would just be elevated but there was a sense of calmness of equanimity, of composure on a whole new level. Like I didn't even need to celebrate if I had a goal. I was so focused on winning the game. A goal was just a thing and everything's just so hyper-focused, but it's like hyper-calm and there's no anxiety and there's no, like you just know that like somehow everything you've done in your life has prepared you for whatever that is, but it's really a balance. So It's like... Describe it, I think, is like hyper vigilance, and it's like a calm vigilance. Yeah. In a way, another way to describe it 
maybe, and I've heard people use this term in a bunch of different contexts, but it's like time dilation. The You're experiencing time at a slower rate psychologically than people around you relatively is what the I think the actual experience, if we were going to map it out, might be. It's like you're 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 able to see things lining up in a way sooner than other people. This is my experience. I was a keeper. I played soccer until I was 22, probably, uh, wrecking stuff. But like in high school, again, no conception of these tools or these things occurring in me at the time. But there were those moments as a keeper, speaking of hypervigilance, that's all you're doing. All I'm doing is like watching the motion, or was rather, of the play. And it's like, probabilistically, where is it going to come from? How quickly? Who's going to do it? Can I get there quicker? Can they not? Like all of these things, instantaneously, you cannot waste any energy on thinking about anything. You just have to be there and be so present with what's happening. Taking the information. You're just part of it. You're not even an agent anymore. You're part of this flow. Yeah. It is and are you thinking about what mom's going to cook for dinner that night at your dinner table? Nope. It's not part of it because it's not going to bring balance in the moment. And that's where, You're like, yeah. It's all you are. You become the thing. It's amazing. And that's what it is. And I mean, I don't know how else to describe it, but it's also a, that skill for me. And and I want you guys to talk more, but that skill for me and being able to slow things down and hyper focus or my body being in a flow state or a balanced state, like not only in sports or exercise, but now in my daily life, like my I'm, days are seriously like, I still like, there are days where I'm like, I didn't get shit done today. I feel that way. Like I'm like, I, even though I accomplished all my tasks and I've babe. turned three days into <laughs> one, you know, and, You're and I'm you. like, I'm like, and then I look around me and the person that I was talking to like a week ago still hasn't done the one thing that they needed to do to move their life forward in any other way other than going to work. And I'm like, like, what the heck is going on here? But that's the thing is like, and even the ones who do get stuff accomplished during a day, I've already tripled my output comparatively, not on purpose to compete with them or hurt them, just because I am in a flow state, which is a weirdly also a state where you're creating distance only against yourself like it's very hyper focused because you don't you can't control anyone else and it's really just like i am here with me even in a soccer game i am only in control of my situation i'm hyper focused on what i can do to make the team look good and it's not worried about well jimmy's shoes are untied or whether jimmy's playing well or not and whether jimmy's hurting the team or not in the way that he's playing or johnny's being a bad goalkeeper none of that matters that's what i'm talking about even in a business like the what's going on in the world doesn't matter like you're just so in a state of this is what i need to do and this is how i need to grow the humans and this is how i need to yeah. provide solutions so sorry that, i keep going no what you just brought up though is, i love that you brought that up because you know kyle and i experienced this a lot my my normal state has become Putting three day I, three days worth of work into one. I have I have a day job. I have a contracting job. I have keto brains. I have CrossFit. I have weightlifting. I have dogs. And at the end of each of these days, I still feel like I haven't accomplished anything. But there's always these reminders from other individuals that I work with or people that I see that I just crushed in a day stuff that they wouldn't have finished in two weeks again time dilation and it's a time dilation it's not a competitive thing but i have personally and i'm not good at it yet 
had to attempt to learn that the speed at which I enjoy and am comfortable working the in speed life, which are most optimal, the speed at which I feel the best and get the most accomplished is, is not normal for most people. And I have to remember to um, either not work with those individuals or breathe and give them space to do things at their pace. But to be fair, we're not, we can't operate at that level 24 seven either. I mean, you can do it every day, yeah. but you're going to need a couple of days to let your brain and body well, take all of it in and then spin the gears back up and run at it again. This, I, I will one day learn to do that. Yes. yes. I'm, I'm working every day, <laughs> sister. And I, I don't I have do. that either. It's 24-7 for me. Like, I'm oh. like, I'm doing <laughs> I can't. flow state. <laughs> no, I feel like my weight, so it's like, I feel like the weightlifting class is a, such a different pace that that feels like calm time for me or you know something it's is, all relevant right yeah it's all relevant <laughs> but but again I love that you brought that up because I think that there are so many people who don't understand that whether it's with the addition of keto brain nootropics or the addition of a new a new sport the addition of a new physical activity program changing your diet going yep. keto there's all of these ways to optimize and optimize at this point can sound like a word that has no meaning but optimization is how would you like to feel every day when you wake up and how would you like to how would it feel to know that you are making the most of this very finite amount of time that you have as an entity right now. And for me, that's a really important underlying driver. Like we're not fucking here for very long. We don't have enough time to be wasting time. No. And, but, <laughs> but we waste it constantly. No. Oh, there's so much. But why? We that, being the humans. No, that's my, my point to people is always, you know, <sighs> I've had this conversation so many times. Like I have a hard time watching movies because why would I waste three hours of the <laughs> finite amount of time I have watching someone else pretend to be a person and getting paid millions of dollars for it? I always have this. I want to be doing the thing. So I don't want to watch someone else do it. Same way. Like drama. There's plenty. Right. In real life. Right. <laughs> it's way I know. It's like binge watching Netflix. I cannot understand any of those behaviors or where that gets us to where we want to go. I just can't even fathom the wasted amount of time on that. Like, I don't even, I just, that's a whole other topic, but it's, um, the thing, and I think this is the thing, um, to your point when I want to, I agree with you, but it's that like you almost, everyone's like, you're the problem because you're overwhelming me because you do so much. And why are you so driven? I mean, it's like really no, no, you're the problem. Like what do you, what are we not understanding here? You should want to be like this. You should want to crush your life, but why am I the problem? You know, it's like always like, uh, how am I overwhelming you? What am I doing that's overwhelming you other than crushing everything in my life? You know, dominating. Yeah. <laughs> the self lesson there is to take that extra breath sometimes and look at the person and realize that they're, they're not operating at the same state. They're not and optimized. And again, this is not like they're lesser in any way. It's like for you to be as effective as you can in that moment, even though on your own, you can be maximally effective and efficient. You at this point have to incorporate another being into yeah. your decision. Yeah, if you need into them, into your efficiency you when you need them, because yeah. you will. But you have to recognize that and then reincorporate that and think, how can I use this person's frequency or state or rhythm or pace with my own? Yeah, like what can I make them do or ask or help them to do that's going to make what I well, want them happen quicker? 
that, yeah. And there, there are, I'd be curious, Justin, if what your genes are on this one, there are, there are genes that predispose some of us to being more like this via the amount of dopamine we naturally have just coursing through our bodies. And at least for me, I try to remember that when people are just like, you are nuts. What are you doing? Like Kyle and I both have a, um, uh, so there's a the gene called COMT and COMT um, dictates the rate at which each of us break down dopamine. So you can be COMTAA, COMTAG or COMTGG. And Kyle and I have the COMTAA SNP whereby we degrade dopamine very slowly, which means that we have a, a decently high amount of it naturally all the time, yeah. relatively. Whereas someone like an ex of mine was Gigi, the opposite end of the spectrum. For these individuals, they are degrading dopamine very, very quickly. So they don't have a natural steady supply. So they're more apt to engage in behaviors that are constantly um, bumping up that dopamine, whether it's, you know, social media and getting likes or video games or drugs. Yeah. So yeah, I'd be curious if you were naturally a high dopamine friend as well. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean my dopamine's always high. Um, it it will spike too. That's a like I have the opposite. Mine doesn't like deplete. It's almost like we get too much too. We I can I, I can overwhelm people with the dopamine thing, like with the positivity with the thing, and it makes me very guarded. I would say that that's what happens. So like my dopamine is protected in a weird kind of way because I've learned that operating at a high level and being very positive, like people like don't trust it. People just there's like a weird thing about it at first and especially the more I tied into it and understood that I am just naturally that way. I agree with you guys. Um and that I just have that thing, but it's also because I never I mean I drank in my 20s and I drank like partied in college and stuff, but I didn't like compared to the rest of humanity at this point, I didn't go mess up my dopamine levels, you know? Right. Right. And so like I didn't regulate them. I didn't try to you know, bump them up. I didn't look for artificial things to make them feel better. It just like life blessed me in a different way. Like I, and I don't know if it's the dopamine or not, but I do know that at times that dopamine level when people would like, or therapists or whatever, they'd misunderstand it being like, okay, well, why is this happening? And there's got to be a bottoming out. And you know, there's a bottoming out here. And I'm like, there's no bottoming out for me. Like maybe every once in a while, there's a bottom out, but it's usually based on someone not understanding me and just getting very, like every once in a while, if you operate at a very high state and you're a high performer and you're high functioning and you have a lot of dopamine and positivity, I don't know what happens, but there's this, you, you just, you cause, um, People are attracted to you that are the opposite of you. And yeah. when they don't get out of you or you don't become them or you don't meet them halfway or you're not compromising to them or whatever, it can get very intense very quickly, especially because when I've disciplined my entire life, especially the last 14, 13 years of my life in particular where I've really hyper-focused, but generally my whole life has been discipline and consistency and understanding the stacking of skills. 
that no, like I can't just break this habit. You can't break your bad habit. How am I going to break this good one I've actually purposely with intent created over a lifetime? And, you know, and, and it comes off where I get it. I'm like, like you could feel it. There was aggression there in my voice, but it's just getting to a point where I'm like, and the more hyper functioning I get, the more hyper I get, the almost the more down the opposite that you attract people sometimes. And so that's right. what I'm talking about. It's like that weird thing where you're also attracting people in your state. Don't get me wrong. Like I have great people in my life, but I also am attracting people of the exact opposite, which is an extreme, extreme, extreme opposite of where I am. And yeah. it's like you have to be aware of we used to call them and still do when it's appropriate energy vampires. Yeah. People, <laughs> people, and again, and I try to, I, I really, it sounds like super woo, but it's like, but using it as a metaphor or an analogy, like everything is an energy transaction or like it's a give take on some level. There's, there's an exchange. And if you find yourself, and it doesn't matter if you can put science to it or not, if you feel as though you're being drained or someone is taking more from you than they are giving you or that you're getting from them rather, the math is bad. You, the math is bad. Find a different equation or a different yeah. variable. Well, and on. it gets, I think it gets, it gets tricky just, you know, for me with this job, my, my day job and the, you know, where it's located and the people that I work with, it's what, what you described earlier hit me because I feel like in certain environments I'm being asked to undo the past 15 years of working really hard to create a life and a set of behaviors that allow me to be disciplined and focused and work fast and and be committed and follow through on what I say I'm going to do. So I feel challenged in my, you know, in certain jobs because it's too much for people and it somehow hurts their feelings or bothers them. And we need to, we need to talk for an hour about what we're going to do before we do the thing. And the way I work, yes, I'm going to think I'm going to put good thought and planning into what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to execute so I can get on to the next thing. And it's been interesting for me trying to figure out how to pull back on some of that to stay employed uh, for as long as necessary. So um, <laughs> unfortunately for you, you kind of have to, I, I'm at a point where you haven't worked for someone forever. I, I won't. I won't <laughs> and it's not that I won't work for someone, but I won't have. I won't allow those interactions. Yeah. I won't work with people that are me going neither. To, you can I can't. Well, I'm I, can't. I wish I. I wish I. I wish I could. Honestly, but I just. I don't know what it's it still, is. Like, I don't want it. I don't. <laughs> no. I don't want to develop. That I skill. hear what you're saying, though, Molly, because I've been. I. I've been there with clients, and I. I'm there. Yeah and other aspects of my life right now and it's just like you have to weirdly like fit in i don't even know how to describe it other than that and it's just so stupid well um, and it's we're not only that we're in a place like inefficient is what it is depending on the state that you're in it's becoming like legally mandated that you must fit in in certain ways and i i struggle because if I'm employed, I'm employed by someone trying to build a business, make money. And our goal is to grow business and 
our goal, maybe we have a greater goal, but we can't hit any greater goal if we are not profitable and if we are not making money and we're not all committed and working hard. And I struggle because I see clearly A, B, and C need to be done. Give me the go ahead. Let me do A, B, and C for you. You guys take care of the rest of the alphabet and then we can move on to the next project and we're going to grow. But that's not what happens. I get A, B, and C done. No one else has started the rest of the alphabet. I'm, I'm seeing that this is diminishing our potential for growth as a business. I can't do anything about it because I'm not the boss. Um, it feels weird to get paid to slow down. It feels weird to get paid to have rambling three-hour conversations that get us nowhere without an end point. And then talk about making money and not wasting money. Yeah. What so yeah. It, it is, it's challenging. Um, it is challenging and I look forward to, to when I am no longer in that realm. Um, so many lessons. But do it. Exactly. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> so much learning. Uh, it's the whole... Um, Atlas shrugged, right? There's uh, like, it's a very, there most of, there's a very few of us who are the producers, like really, like we carry the weight of the world. Like there's no doubt in my mind that like a majority, even of the people I'm close to, I outperform them and outwork them and out generate my, and out give to the world than they do. Like, it's just, I don't know why. And I'm sorry, it's not personal and I'm not saying it to boast, but I just don't know how to function any other way or have any other purpose or have purpose in life any other way. And it's great that you're content, but like God gave me the gift of discontent for some reason in that. And everyone told me like, that's a bad thing. No, it's really a gift. It's really gift. Like I have a lifestyle and a happiness and an understanding of the world that's different than everyone else's. And anyone who's tried to rob me of the energy or make money more important or make life more important, you just like, it's not more important than your state, period. No. The only thing you can affect and that's, is the only thing you have. Yeah. Often I like, I see, I, I see an instrument panel. You're in a studio there with buttons, dials, levers, knobs and all that. It's all about balancing those levers and dials yes. for yourself. And that's the only way you can change the way you experience your existence is to take ownership of all of those variables. Well, yeah. And what, what you just said, that's, you know, it's not, it's not in keto brains. It can't be in there, but one of the most important, you know, substances, if you will, in life <laughs> is choice. And to me, personal sovereignty and self-ownership and these things come about by making choices seeing what happens with those choices recalibrating to make better choices and landing at a place where you as an entity you as an individual are standing on a solid foundation whereby when something goes awry whether that something is a relationship or a job or an injury and you feel emotionally or intellectually incorrect you've built such a strong foundation that you know exactly how far off you are from your baseline and you know what tools to use to get back to baseline there's there's no place where like yay i have landed i have found my foundation now i am done because every day your your hormones could be a little different your neurotransmitters could be a little different um, they're going to be. they're going to be humans are going to come into your life and affect you in one way or another but as long as you can kind of like like it's okay i i i feel that i understand why i feel that i know how to get back to foundation these are the tools i use 
to to us, Keto Brains is a part of more of like a uh, a global plan. It's one tool in a in a large plan that's all about owning our lives, knowing ourselves, and having the tools to always grow and always get back to baseline. Yep. Keto Brains, at the end of the day, we love it, and we might treat it as a food source. It's a supplement. It's a supplement. Everything, all of these external exogenous things are meant, we I think, to bring us back to our most optimal state. Or help us and if you're it. someone who, again, Molly has way more experience with this than I do, people asking for a thing that's going to do a thing for them or fix them. And the first question is often going to be, well, do you still smoke or do you drink soda? What it's like, if you're doing you this on? stuff, well, if you're doing this stuff, I can't give you anything. But necessarily what I, what I really like, to yeah, say a lot is that there, there are, I've experienced it in the past. I, I think we all have at one point or another where you're really clear that you don't like where you're at in your life, either physically, emotionally, relationally, um, yeah, in your job. And you know, intellectually, you want to change things. You actually have thought through the steps to change things, but you've been in such rough shape because of what life has thrown at you or what you've done to yourself or how you've eaten, environmental factors, whatever it is, that you literally you, your brain, your body cannot conjure up the neurotransmitters for you to get out of the planning state of knowing what to do and into the proper neurochemical state to do a thing. And there are many supplement there supplements and exercise. Mm -hmm. but, so we can we can use nootropics to bring about more more acetylcholine, more dopamine, more GABA, more serotonin. We can also um, use humans and animals. We can hug them to increase serotonin or oxytocin. It's a great trick. We can go for a run to do these things. But again, think of a person who, again, we've all we've all been there. You just don't like where you're at. You've been thinking for weeks, maybe years, about the kind of person you want to be. You want to change these habits, add new habits, but you're you're so neurochemically diminished, you don't even have enough of that neurochemical fuel to make first step. Something like keto grains or any number of other supplements that we could discuss on their own, it helps bring your neurotransmitters up to a place where you can take all of that thought about doing those hard things and kind of prime the pump to actually get into the action state. It's like a neurochemical plateau buster. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It makes you realize. And again, oh, like, I can do it. But again, for every human, until you have some sort of realization like that, all you are is the product of what everybody else has told you you are or should be the rest of your life. Oh, that's a whole other amazing thing. Sometimes that starts with people at 16, <laughs> sometimes it's 19, sometimes it's 30, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's never. Happy. Yeah, but the thing exactly. In one's life, I think, for, for the optimizers. to become a self-optimized human, you become aware of the fact that everything you experience is a result of the choices you've made. Yep. Whether they're right or wrong doesn't matter. There is no right or wrong. You just own it. You made the choice, and now there are results and consequences. Yeah, Positive. absolutely. Incorporate them and move on. Yep. Where can they exactly. find you guys online? Uh, ketobrains.com. That's K-E-T-O brains, B-R-A-I-N-Z. And uh, ketobrains on Instagram. We've got, we've got a great blog. LinkedIn now as well. Uh, LinkedIn as well, and all sorts of educational material. I, I 
try to find as much time as possible to add new blogs, add new information. There's a challenge going on right now as well. We, we are in the middle of a, a little 14-day challenge I decided to put together. For you go-getters out there. <laughs> well, you know, it's 100 air squats a day, read one full study a day, and consume one gram of protein per pound of body weight every day for 14 days. In, in our community, um, you know, we've got an age range of customers from 25-year-old elite athletes to, you know, 70-year-olds who are still crushing it. So we have a really wide demographic. And across those age ranges, we have a, po we have a population of people who are really committed to physical activity. So these 100 air squats really aren't a whole, they're not a big thing for most of our community. But I, I think... Uh, spending very focused attention on reading is quickly going by the wayside with how we're ingesting information. Yeah. So I thought component of not just a 100 air squats for a little bit of an, an endurance um, helper, but also forcing yourself to find time to read the whole study, a new study each day. Every time you come to a word you don't understand, stop and look it up. Yep. Slow down. Read for comprehension. We don't do this anymore. Yeah, no kidding. No we kidding. Don't. That is 100% true. Yeah, the protein part, I think it, people are becoming, hopefully, like a subset of us are becoming more aware of just how much protein you need to help ensure that over a lifetime you don't wind up in a sarcopenic state. And, you know, for myself, I'm trying to put on muscle. I was trying to put on muscle for a year doing OMAD and... I felt great, but how that wasn't going to work. Nope. So, you know, I've been challenging myself to get my full uh, number of grams of protein every day, and it's not easy at first. So just really wanted to put out a challenge that would help people, you know, up their protein, up their ability to focus, and, you know, get those legs on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're always trying to help people do more, whether they're the elite athlete or just the student, or someone with brain fog. Just take control of your experience. Yeah. It's not anybody else's issue. <laughs> nope. Your brains can help. No, yeah, exactly. And I'm gonna. I want to have you guys back on again because I'm sure we're gonna get questions. But I think we're we really anchored a lot of points where the audience should really go back and listen to this episode a few times and take some notes. And like, I just can't believe how much time flew by. Honestly, but. There was a lot in there and it's very dense. And I, I really encourage everyone to go back and listen to this episode because there's a lot of hardcore habits like the squats that we're talking about that Molly is talking about. That's just something to start building habits. Like how do you start going to the gym every day? Just show up every day. Even if you don't work out and you're scared to work out, walk in the locker room for five minutes. Go there. Go in for yeah. five minutes, walk out, even if you're embarrassed. But go in the door, even Literally. if it's a couple of times you first start doing it. If it's CrossFit, believe me, everyone's scared the first time they go in. I'm like just joining a new gym here in Nashville, and I was petrified when I walked in the door. Petrified. Oh, yeah. And I've been doing this for over 10 years. Holy <laughs> crap, that's kind of scary. And um, It doesn't so, go away. You know? And, and, exactly. Yeah. I, I, you don't want it to. And again, it's what you just said is huge. Just show up. Like there's, I, snatches destroy me. Um, if I'm not careful, I won't show up for those workouts, but show up even if you can't do the thing. Show up even if you don't know how to do the thing. You can always do something. And what you're doing is creating the habit of doing. 
And that is the fundamentally most important thing. Create a habit of action, action towards a better brain, action towards yeah. a better, a better physical state or a better physique or better relationships. Action, take an action. Turn take habit into an additive thing. Well, and it, have conscientious habits. There's choose we, your habits. Choose your habits, but not only that, and I'll, I'll be as quick as possible. And this this could be a whole other podcast. But basically, there's research that shows that there's danger in doing this. Let me think about my new habit. I'm going to write down my new habit. I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm going to get up at this time. I'm going to buy the shoes and the pants and I'm going to buy the hat. And you, you spend an hour laying out this new habit that's going to become a part triggers. of your life. Well, here's the problem. The brain, you dopamine hit from thinking about and writing it down. Exactly. So what the, the study that I'm referring to, and I'll have to send it if I don't remember, not remember it, it was a study is basically there if it becomes a habit for you to get bummed out think about the change write it all down plan it all out that becomes a problem because all you're ever going to do is become good at planning things you don't do well and that's where everyone's journaling and that's like whoa 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 slow down here that journaling is not the, i get it but it's a really bad idea if it's wielded unusefully but sorry go ahead no, totally. If you're going to journal, yeah, do it intentionally. Yeah, it was just, it was a great thing for me to, to, to read because in the past, back when I wanted to run or I wanted to go to CrossFit, like I didn't start CrossFit until I was 40 for the very reason you said. Mm -hmm. CrossFit wasn't for me. CrossFit was for those perfectly fit people who do the CrossFit games. CrossFit wasn't for me because X, Y, and Z. And I think about all of the time I spent thinking about the things I wanted to do and, you know, reading how basically the brain was like, oh, we, we did it. You wrote the list. You planned out the outfit. It feels so good. You figured out how to pay for it. <laughs> it's going to be so great. In the background, the brain is getting the dopamine hit for having completed a thing where you never even put on your shoes and showed up to go running or go to the gym. So I, I learned personally, you know, the hard way before ever reading about any of this is like, just put on your hat, stop fucking thinking about it and go do it, do it poorly. Yeah. It's going to be, just it's it. going to hurt, <laughs> but the dude, the neuro, it, the way you feel after following through on doing a thing is amazing. Even if you sucked at it, you're going to suck. I yes. suck at so much of what I try to do, but I still show up and try. <laughs> I agree with you guys. And thank you guys again. And I do want to get you guys back on. I know we keep doing more and more, but I think I really want to continue it. And if I didn't need to keep going on to another episode, I would really want to keep going with the conversation. Um, and for the audience, like, thank you guys for listening in. Like, this is real good nuggets, guys. And and I appreciate it. Follow Keto Brains. Uh, if you want to listen to us, follow us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. But Molly and Kyle, can we just commit to maybe doing another episode next week? Um, just because yep. I do want to continue this, especially where we just left off. And uh, everyone who's listening, please share the episode. Give it a like. Positive comments. This is good content. And uh, I love you guys. And we're out. <laughs>